1: Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding. All right, sir. So before we recorded this morning, you it's 7 a.m. where you are, I'd like to point out. And you already had to do a boss, like power move this morning.
0: I love it. I love <laughs> flex, it. Flex. flex power move. Major flex here. <laughs> okay. So, so it's my major flex. Okay. This, this is how my flexing goes. Okay. So, so first of all, I'll list a little background for our listeners. Like. I had a scheduling conflict that I have every week and somehow managed to ignore. Um, and so Sarah and I were looking for another time to record. And she messages me this morning, like before 7 a.m. and is like, can we record now? I'm like, sure. So I'm in my pajamas, whatever. I've got my coffee in hand, I'm ready to record. And then we go on our feisty Zoom and somebody's using Zoom. <laughs> and I'm like, which, I mean, first of all, I have to say I'm very proud of my team right now. Um, that they're like like they're like having meetings and stuff. It's although it's not 7 a.m. for them. Like the two people that were in the meeting, it was like one's in your time zone, Sarah. So it was like still. 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. their time, but still I'm like, okay. But then the challenge is that like we ha- we need Zoom to record this. So I had to go, oh hey, <laughs> uh, can you move off the Zoom and go to some other platform to have your meeting, so they did that was my big flex um thank you ella and Megan, for moving um and i'm sure our holiday gift guide which they were talking about is going to be amazing um but here we are recording
1: yay yeah i mean we we both have a bit of a time crunch Mm -hmm. so yeah sorry sorry to boot you off and not come up with another option um both of our babies are sleeping right now. So. Both
0: of our babies are sleeping. <laughs> Sarah's baby might wake up and cry and need to be fed. And my baby will never wake up if I don't wake her up and take her to school. <laughs> so that so that's where we're at.
1: Kind of great. I can't wait until we get to that point. That mm-hmm. sounds really nice.
0: The Honestly, the long sleeping nights. It's nice because like right now, Rosie's dad's away. Um, he is, he's actually in Portugal for a triathlon race with our um, junior oh, development nice. team. Yeah. And, um, anyway, so I have her on my own, but like you get those extra hours when they sleep, like if they sleep like 10 to 12 hours, you know, and you sleep like me, like I sleep seven or eight. So I get like those, that's where I get my extra hours from is when she sleeps. Yeah. Um, so my strategy is usually for us to go to bed. Like, like I don't put her to bed that much earlier than me so that I get the morning hours. Cause those are my good brain hours.
1: Oh man. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds yeah. So uh this week Ben is going to New York and I'm joining later in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I'm going to be with the little guy one-on-one. The problem is he's so unpredictable. It's I, I just want to get to the point where the baby is predictable with his schedule, because the number of times where we're like, okay, I'm totally golden. Like it's six o'clock in the morning, I can ride my bike on the trainer right now. And then all of a sudden, like 6.30, he's up and wants to party. And I'm like, come on, man. Right. That's, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. I, w- I have follow-up questions about this, but let's take our first break and then we'll come back. We'll talk about your Big Apple adventure, the feisty party, the upcoming Outspoken Summit, all kinds of fun things. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Lisa Ringerfield, co-founder of the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Summit. We are really excited to announce that the Outspoken Summit will be returning in 2021. This year has created an opportunity for triathletes to get back in the blocks and start to rebuild triathlon to create a more inclusive and welcoming space for all. Join us from the 12th to the 14th of November as we host a virtual summit to connect with like-minded women, center women's equity in the sport, hear from industry leaders, and develop leadership skills related to our roles in triathlon. The summit will provide a rich forum to develop strong voices, inspire others, and advocate for change in the sport we love. For more information and to sign up for the event, go to OutspokenSummit.com. We hope to see you there. Every day, there seems to be a new wellness trend, like eat this. Do this, avoid those scary things. And how do we know where to start and who to trust? Inside Tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood, DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized, science based, trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside Tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests and includes tests that we need as athletes, but aren't traditionally included like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data, they provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our, if we were riding listeners, 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com tracker.com forward slash writing, as in if we were. Change is an inside job. Start inside. Okay, so, Sarah, you were just saying about how you're waiting for Hawk's schedule to become a little bit more regular. I remember, like, and I know I've said this before, but like one of my main learns in early motherhood was that I thought that, like, I thought I was this super flexible person you know, that I was like, oh, I get shit done, da da But actually like you realize like the places in your schedule that you're really attached to because you don't get to have a schedule at all. So it's like to get, like you just give the example of a trainer workout. It's like, you can't plan that trainer workout necessarily for 6 a.m. or 8 a.m. or whatever. It's just like, you have to take it when you can get it, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah, which, which is great when I actually can get it. The frustration <laughs> right. is- that like, sometimes I can get two hours in the trainer and he is happy to sleep until eight other mm-hmm. times, you know, he is screaming every 10 minutes and, you know, makes it really challenging. So, yeah, you know, it, it will, it will, it'll will sort itself out. It's just, I'm a bit in the weeds right now, waiting, waiting for more of a schedule. Um, yeah. Cause as a lot of the listeners know, like childcare is really tough. Mm-hmm. you know, trying to find good childcare, um, and it's expensive. And, you know, right now, like our, our focus as a family is trying to protect Ben from all the stress of handling a baby. So I get to handle all the stress of a baby.
0: Right. <laughs> okay. So and what's gender roles? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> how to respond to that i'm not bitter i'm not bitter (laughs) not at all makes another dig yeah (laughs) oh okay just to have the story right so ben like what is bet what is ben going to new york for
1: oh yeah 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 so it actually makes sense that i am you know handling most of the childcare right now because uh ben is doing his marathon debut at New York. And
0: oh, yes, yeah,
1: super yeah. exciting. It's basically this pivotal race where if it doesn't go well, he probably will cons- very seriously consider retirement. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it does go well, then great. But the training has gone amazingly well. He's, he's fit. He's a, he's pretty excited. Yeah. Um, I get to bring a three month old baby to New York city
0: you do, <laughs> by yourself, to hang out and be the support crew to be support crew but uh the night before
1: the race so we're we're going down the day before the race and leaving first thing in the morning the day after the race um mm-hmm. just to minimize the disruptions of the schedule mm-hmm. but we have our own room the night before because uh oh, he's yeah. never been out he's never left the house you know for sleeping and right. you know just trying to there's so much stimulus I don't know his little brain might explode yeah so trying to protect Ben from that because the last thing I would want to do is uh you know he has a bad race because the baby's crying all night
0: right that makes sense okay (laughs) and so the situation is like so here we have like a really important career race totally for a massive yeah like right career defining potentially Yeah. yeah Yeah, or career and, ending. <laughs> yeah, or career ending. And do you think that, like, should that be the case? Like, is he in some ways like, oh, I wish I could spend more time with Hawk. But he's focused on the marathon right now. Oh, no. So, uh,
1: I mean, he's he's great because if I say I need two hours today, mm-hmm. I am riding my bike. You hang out with baby. He'll do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we're both in the house, uh, again, just, you know, expectations about, uh, being a mother for, and I know, I know, obviously there's some fathers who are super involved, mm-hmm. but for him, it's just kind of a, Oh, she's got it, you know? Right. So I am going to increase the number of hours of expectation for childcare after
0: the marathon especially okay. since he's not
1: going to be training much,
0: but interesting. Okay. <laughs> I bet. I love this. Okay. So I, I think that a lot of people feel this, like I've had other mm. friends who say to me, like, like, actually I'm not sure I want to have kids mm. because what happens after is like, it's not, it's partially there, there's the breastfeeding piece. Right. And I know not everyone breastfeeds, but like, so you're, a lot of us are solely responsible for feeding the child at the beginning. Right. Which like totally makes sense that we're more involved at, su- at some point. Um, but then also like, I can see people, sometimes they're reading their partner a little bit and realizing, oh, like these culturally defined gender roles, like he's gonna like, t- like, and I'm not saying this is bad, I'm not commenting on yeah, yeah. but I have heard this before. Like that they're afraid a little bit that they're suddenly gonna be responsible for like another human in a role that's like, like more than 50% of, of that responsibility you know. Oh yeah.
1: Um, yeah. So most most days the way I see it is I'm in charge of the baby 22 hours of the day and 2 hours when I'm like you have to hang out with Hawk, right? Um and you know that that is going to shift obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I think I think I there are definitely some parents out there where it is a lot closer to 50/50. Mm-hmm. Uh I knew it was not going to be like he's he's not a natural nurturer. um, But I think he does respond well to having a fixed schedule. So we just don't have a fixed schedule. And I need to, you know, come up with set expectations. Um, And I think from what, because before, before having, uh, having a baby, I went through uh, a very specific uh, program um, with a, with a psychologist to kind of prepare for the post baby life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yes. One
1: of, one of the things that she was saying is that um, like, that's actually super common when it comes to uh, mother, father kind of dynamics is that they like a lot of men need to be told this. These are your expectations. This is the schedule. Yeah. Because otherwise it's, it's like Ben is definitely, you know, he was raised by a feminist he doesn't see you know he it's just he, in his nature i think to not be a nurturer um and yeah. to like have the blinders on but does very well with responsibility um but right. yeah it's it's interesting. interesting we're navigating it all
0: yeah yeah i think you know it's a i was thinking about this the other day because um it was actually Ashley who posted something on um, one of our, we have an account called women are not small men mm-hmm. um, and on Instagram. And she had posted something about like the motherhood tax, right. That like made me think, And sorry, I'm just connecting this back. Yeah. Like, and I, these are things that I've thought about over and over again throughout my life that as I learn more, I think about them in different ways. Like, and how, like, we're actually at this weird moment where like, you know, a lot of women, like, want to make their own money. And we're asking for like equal pay to like, you know, to, to fill that gender gap in pay. Um, and yet like, we don't do very well, like Canada, Canada is better than most countries on, on maternity leave. The U S does worse than most countries on maternity leave. Yeah. Being like, for me being self-employed and living in Canada, like I didn't get any maternity leave Mm that they've now put something into place since then. But Um, and so like there is a tax like on like it's not just the months that you're away but also like to your career where you have Mm -hmm. to take like you have to take a break and so there's like a income earning potential and then you have like potential loss and then you have additionally like the cultural social like you're constantly working against this idea that like you're supposed to be not just the one in charge of childcare, but in charge of like keeping the house clean and like there's I can see where these other expectations are just like like it's a kind of messy right Mm. and unless you have that kind of like perfect relationship in which you're able to talk about all of these things openly and discuss them and have a partner that understands and says oh yeah I get that I'm gonna step up right because it's it's hard it's hard Mm. for a partner a male partner to step up when actually they lose something like they might lose time and they might lose, like they might have to start to pay the, the motherhood tax with you per mm-hmm. se. Like if they took paternity leave, for example. Yeah. So like- that kind of expectations really rough too like and this is obviously like not i'm talking broadly this is nothing to do with oh, that no totally totally um, but like um yeah i just like you know i like this is the kind of thing i do like so that i saw ashley's post and I, or the post that she had shared and i read it and then i was like driving to crossfit takes me 20 minutes like thinking oh yeah like that's still a very r- real thing for like women in our culture
1: yeah i mean we're we're pretty fortunate in some ways because we have a lot of flexibility. Mm -hmm. Um, but the truth, like when it boils down in order to have a kid, I basically am not going to race for two years. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, once, once I am back racing, the expectations are very different about whose time is more valuable. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, and, and trying to constantly push back against that is, Mm -hmm. is there's a lot, there's a lot of just ingrained patterning and expectation yeah um, where it's going to be really interesting for us to navigate
0: that. Totally. Like even when I, so I'm like, I'm not a natural nurturer either. Mm -hmm. Um, And I definitely saw that process, like from the gun, like from the minute, from the minute Rosie, I pushed Rosie out into the world. um, I definitely saw it being like a continued, would you call like a progress towards me being able to have my time back? You know, like, that's not the only thing, obviously, but in terms of having my own time, I could see that like at the end of the tunnel, like I, for example, like I breastfed her for six months um, and didn't like expect myself to do more than that. I know a lot of people do a lot more. Um, That was fine with me. And I also understood like for my own mental health um, that that's partially what I needed to do was to get her ready to be on a bottle or like whatever by six months. So I could start to step away. Um, I actually went on a couple day trip to Hawaii at about five and a half months without her, where I was still pumping. Um, but I had, that was kind of like my goal to win that kind of freedom. <laughs> like um he, and even with, sorry, the point I was going to make, as you were talking, like, cause a light bulb went on for me, like, even as like as I went through my divorce, like a couple of years ago, uh, I recognized like in retrospect that like, like even though Clint does did a lot of childcare um, and was like kind of a 50, 50 partner with me in terms of time and effort that when we went to divide our assets, like he really understood himself to be doing more than me, Mm. right. Even though like on paper, it didn't add up. Like he wasn't really putting more time in. Um, And he wasn't really like, he felt himself to have have made a lot of sacrifices for our family Um, Mm -hmm. where like, I think like, that's how he felt about putting what I think is his 50% into. So like there were, you know, like at the time I was like, this is great. I have like, I have a dad partner who's like, who's going to, but actually he didn't fully have his head around what that looked like. That his um,
1: perception didn't match his up perception. with reality, just because his perception was so shaped by cultural expectations yes. where he's like, Hey, I do way more than my friends who are dads. Yeah. I I'm totally 50, 50 partner when it was probably more like 30, <laughs> 70.
0: <laughs> right. Like where he, where he thought, like he thought, because I had he genuinely believed this, like, because I had continued to pursue my goals in the sport mm. that he had been a support person. Like he had full, he had been more than 50% of like, I helped more than 50% with Rosie. I helped more than 50% with your career. All of these things. Right. Mm. It's like, actually, no, yeah. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, it was just like an interesting process. So,
1: oh man, we, this we're going to
0: have to follow up on this discussion we are we went we went deep like we always we did we're just we did. doing like a simple we're yeah. just gonna do like a, a quick one this morning our babies are sleeping let's just get it done and then we're like deep dive on like.
1: let's talk about expectations of gender roles the meaning of motherhood like, yeah. let's totally pack this into a 20-minute podcast no big deal <laughs> So we will follow up on this discussion point, but I think it'll resonate with a lot of people. You know, not just beyond beyond parenting, obviously. Um, Sarah,
0: my light—can you see? I'm in the dark. Yeah, it's all dark. My light just broke. Hold on. Okay. Okay, I'm still here. Oh my gosh! Oh, there we go. Oh, mood lighting. Is that flashlight? This is a ring light. A ring light. Okay. So I didn't want to turn like this was. I don't turn the lights on right away in the morning. Like I let myself gradually wake up. Yeah. And as I was like sitting with my coffee at 645, when you messaged me and were like, Hey, do you want to record? I came in here and put on this, like the ring light on a low level. Anyway, now it's broken. Oh so no. I'll, I'll fix it. No problem. Anyway. Okay. Not right. interesting for our listeners. <laughs> Not <interesting. laughs> But if anyone heard the bang, that's what it was. My ring light has been um okay I'm just gonna hold it now for the rest of our recording
1: perfect perfect um so what did we have next on our run list now that we've totally
0: there I wanted to tell you about the the feisty party party. I want to hear about the party it looked amazing there was cotton candy there was cotton candy okay a popcorn nice and feisty cake and cupcakes nice free vegan all the things um we had these feisty cocktails they were like um gin and tonic with um somebody who knows cocktails is going to know like with the purple flower in it it's like some kind of purple gin fancy fancy let's just say (laughs) they were fancy cocktails um (laughs) and I love gin and tonic too so all of our guests got a um feisty cocktail but yeah honestly like the best thing that came out of it for me was that like we had a team of so I've got my Canadian team that we've seen a few times during the year, especially in recent months, you know, so there's like four of us um and five now that Ashley's kind of semi-back from paternity leave. Um, but then there's another five people who flew in from the U.S. They all flew to Seattle and then they drove together over the border. I was honestly, I was a little scared they weren't going to make it, um <laughs> but they did. Anyway, so that just made like it, it was really, really good to be we weren't totally all together. There were a couple of key players missing that couldn't, that just couldn't fly across the country for a party, but like, it was really great to see everyone. And then the next day we had a day of meetings, like we had an all team meeting and then some breakout meetings with the specific brands, like the triathlon brand had a meeting, women's performance brand had a meeting. Um, And it was just like, so great to have everyone in the room and, and on the page. And we did like a big brainstorming session about what our businesses and what our values are um so yeah it That's was so cool.
1: I, I was good mm-hmm. yeah and it, it looks like you also had uh just kind of people in the community there for the party as well
0: yeah Ellen and I who live both live in Victoria we that. like just invited all our people um, so it was cool. an opportunity for me again to try to like articulate and voice like what our company's about um, which is sometimes difficult. Cause it's like, are you a media company or are you hosting events? Like what is going on over there? <laughs> um, and so like, it's coming together in terms of being able to articulate that. But that was the pressure that I felt was like tr- with like getting up in front of sometimes it's the hardest to get up in front of your own friends, mm. you know, and say like, this is what's important to me. This is what this company is that we're building um, and making those connections between like, essentially for me, the connection is becoming clearer and clearer to me is that like when we exclude women and girls from sport, like at every level, like that's from like the top level, which is like still spending billions on men's pro sport. Mm -hmm. Right. Which is actually the most problematic level because we are messaging at a cultural level, but like who gets to play sport. Right. And girls see that when they're young. Right. Mm -hmm. And then like, when you think about that messaging that continues in our culture, the fact that we actually believe that like, that in some ways, men are physically more capable than women, like is is highly problematic, right? And then you think about the connection between like physical health and mental health. The fact that like executive, a lot of high level executives and CEOs actually played sport as kids. We're actually like, what do you call it? Like we're like holding women back Hmm. in more ways than just they not participating, right? Like in more ways than just sport. Like we're holding women back from like actually being successful on other levels, right? And that's like highly, highly problematic, right? That's the problem that we're trying to solve in terms of creating a media company that then like speaks our voices, looks to experts to try to figure out how to get the best out of our physiology, for example, um, and just keep talking about these things. So yeah. that's my I summary. Mean-
1: very, very ambitious goals. And I love it because you, ha- you have to have that, like mm-hmm. being part of that bigger vision, it really does help you create a framework of, of where you want to be as a company.
0: Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Cause a lot of people, like, I feel a lot of people, like what they don't understand is like, they want a solution. They want an answer to like what your company is as like, this is my product that I'm selling right? Like if I'm selling, I always give the example, like I'm selling socks. It's like easy to understand, mm-hmm. right? I could be like, we're selling socks and we're giving the proceeds to girls in sport. Mm-hmm. And I know someone who ran that business, <laughs> right? Like, and that's a great business, really easy to understand, right? But it, ours is just not so clean. It's not so cut and dry. And a lot of the things we did were like build communities first. So we like launched a podcast into and st- to to see like how it resonates right like triathlon podcasts um menopause podcast talk to the community first and then say oh what does this community want okay like this community actually wants to learn like in menopause they have they're like where are the experts because women in menopause are being advertised to all kinds of bullshit right Right. um (laughs) so it's like like we can curate the experts and create an educational summit. Like that's what made sense for the audience. So I'm like creating a product that's like, um, that's like kind of what the audience is asking for and how we can best help them and serve them. And like, it's kind of reverse engineered and like difficult for people to get their head around. I like, like we don't have the product first and then try to take it to market, right? Um, so, but whatever it is what it is. Some people may remain confused
1: okay no i i i think you articulated it quite well
0: oh, thank you
1: yeah it's not socks that's all i it's know not socks, just yeah. wait, that's a good conclusion <laughs> that's my takeaway <laughs> although you do have socks don't you wait i
0: don't, are don't think socks? we
1: do no, no we do do specifically socks. Okay. but we
0: do have we do have merch like on the website <laughs>
1: well you just <laughs> confused me
0: now but you don't have socks that's all i know we don't have <laughs> socks if we if we do have people who want to buy merch to make it easier for them it is on the website of the shop, yeah so <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay let's take a little
0: break and come okay. back yeah. if we were riding is a feisty podcast remember to follow us on instagram and facebook
1: at if we were riding and we love hearing from our feisty friends so please send us a voicemail sarah at livefeisty.com that's sarah without an h
0: right so just grab your phone record an audio file and email it to me and we will love it and love you forever and our regular listeners will know that if we were riding and all things feisty is proudly partnered with orca sportswear
1: For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code
0: LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around.
1: All right, Sarah. So we don't have tons of time because our babies are both sleeping and need to be woken (laughs) up. Uh, Well, yours does. Let's just hope mine keeps sleeping. Right, exactly. There is Outspoken Summit coming up. Yes. And I just wanted to uh, talk about that a little bit. I'm sure we'll talk about it more next week. Um, but yeah, yeah, tell me. let's
0: so, gonna yeah, smoke on summits next weekend. So when this podcast comes out on Friday, it'll be starting a week from then. Um, we are doing virtual only. Um, actually, again, because like we had originally planned a hybrid event where we would have 50 people. We had limited it to 50 in Tempe where we normally go. And then we were actually, where we're also going to broadcast it to um, on Hopin on the, virtual platform. Um, and then like, nobody signed up for the in-person one. Like people told us and like, we asked them on social media and in our newsletter and people were just still a little nervous to travel. Um, didn't really want to go to Phoenix. Like maybe had spent, maybe the, the folks who wanted to travel were spending their money on going to triathlons, you know, cause they haven't been able to race all year. So I think there's probably a few reasons why folks weren't as keen to sign up. Um, We had 150 people at our summit in 2019. So I was kind of surprised when it was like, we were kind of stuck on, this is totally inside information, but we were kind of stuck on like six people for a while or like there's six people. It became like a joke. And then like someone else signed up. We're like seven. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But with the virtual, there were people signing up. So like, you know what? Message received, like let's just do all virtual um, this year and see how it goes. And we also have the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Awards which is my personal favorite part. Oh. Um, and we had tons and tons of nominations again this year. Oh, that's they, great. Yeah. The committee went through them. I'm going to host the awards ceremony on Saturday night. So we'll bro- we're will brought we broadcasting two things live. Um, so first of all, sign up for the summit at OutspokenSummit.com. Um, it's only the virtual is like a hundred and some odd dollars. It's not expensive. Um, and we do have a scholarship system if folks need that as well. So it's not a massive um, price point. Um, for a lot of people, and then we have that. There's we're broadcasting live. Actually, two things. One is Katie Zafaris. Yeah, Katie Zafaris. Yes. Yay! So you introduced me to her, um, yeah. and we talked. To She's her. great. Yeah, and yeah, she was so great and so willing. Um, and we're stoked to have her giving our opening keynote on Friday night, which we're actually going to broadcast. Like publicly live on our Facebook and probably YouTube. Yeah. Um, so there's going to so, be a way to sign up for that link.
1: So Katie is a uh, two-time Olympic medalist. Uh, she's world champion, just really sweet, awesome person. Uh, what's the what's the theme that you gave her? Great question.
0: <laughs> oh wait. Oh you
1: no. Know? Okay. So while Sarah looks it up, I'm just going to talk about Katie and how awesome she is. Um, Yeah. If if you follow the sport, she's a really great, strong athlete. She's been through some tremendous hardship this year. Um, And, you know, she was already a really tough person, really resilient. And it's just it was amazing to see her perform at the Olympics, knowing what she's been through.
0: So totally. So this is it. This is her topic. I may not feel strong, but I am strong. So I think, yeah, I think like she talked a lot about how she like, I think she actually, it sounded like she actually learned this herself as well, that like we tend to see like Olympic medalists as people who are like stronger than us beyond belief. Like they, like they went after it. They knew they were going to get it. And, and I certainly know people like that, but it that's, you don't have to like have absolute belief and faith in yourself to achieve something like that. And I think she's just going to talk about some of her own, Um, some of the like her own demons almost right and the things that she overcame to get those two Olympic medals this year so I think that's
1: gonna be that's gonna be really great because she's very honest and open I think it's gonna be really tremendous so yeah
0: yeah I think so too I only met her once but I agree with you yeah Um, and then on Saturday night we're also broadcasting live um, our the Outspoken Women in Triathlon Awards Uh, we always always have a good turnout for that because the folks who are nominated you know are like encouraged to and they don't know like nobody knows who won except the awards committee like I don't even know when I'm doing the that's so cool yeah. So it's fun. Um, and then we'd like, I, I think I'm not sure what we're doing this year. If we're last year, we brought them up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure how we're exactly executing on that this year, but like, I don't know the winners. I'm just, yeah. So I'm stoked and that's happening next weekend.
1: Yay. So I'll, I'll, I'll pop in for
0: some of it. I mean,
1: that's, what's really nice about the virtual stuff is that uh, mm-hmm. it feels like a more casual commitment. Um, totally. And then you can go back and and watch some videos after the fact.
0: Right. And that's a great point. Like that's been the same with all of our summits is that like everyone wants to know, can I watch them later? And like the advantage actually to the virtual summit is like, yes, you can watch them later. And then also like if you have two breakout sessions at one time or three that you want to see them all, you can actually see them all. You just have to pick one live. Um, or you could watch none of them live and watch all three later, whatever. So, like, you actually get the whole summit versus being at a place live in person where you have to pick between sessions. So,
1: yeah, it's good yeah. all at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, th- it's amazing that my baby has slept. It's not mm-hmm. amazing that yours is still sleeping. So, let's call it a week for if we were writing. And I look forward to checking in with you next week, Sarah. Likewise. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We're reaching the top. We know what it takes to be reaching the top.